episode number 62. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. I am going to get right into today's story, which is on considering that failure does not mean defeat. This concept is so important to understand that not all action that we take in this world, whether it's for ourselves, whether it's for a relationship, whether it's for work, is always going to lead to success. Because what will invariably happen is that if you don't consider that failure doesn't mean defeat, when you do fail, you may feel defeated every single time and you may not continue to take action. Okay, let me explain. A couple of years ago, this story starts a couple of years ago, but the stuck part just happened recently. So a couple of years ago, I decided to start a band in my community. I played the piano keyboard, and I reached out to a few friends who also play musical instruments because I was inspired by an amazing musical group in Jerusalem called Nava Tehillah. And anyway, this group creates their own music, and they lead Friday night services with their band, which can include up to... I don't know, like 30 musicians, people who play guitar and cello, saxophone, flute, drums, and they get incredible crowds into like the hundreds. They are so amazing and they inspire people to sing and really go deep into prayer because the way that they lead prayer is via chanting where rather than singing the entire prayer service, they take segments of it and they sing sentences over and over and over again so that the words really sink into people's hearts. I have experienced Nava Tehila's services and I've been incredibly touched by them, so much so that I wanted to create something like that in my community, which is why I reached out to the musicians in my community to try to create something similar. So I gathered a few people, and the first few times that we got together, we practiced playing music from Navatihila because we really had nothing else to play. But over time, I started to compose my own tunes to prayers, some of which were really decent and others which were actually kind of good, but probably none of them to the caliber of Navatihila, which is fine. We are certainly not in competition with them. And Navat Tehila is incredibly generous with allowing people around the world to use their music. So after a few months of practicing, we started bringing our music into our synagogue. Now, since our community does not play musical instruments in the synagogue on the Sabbath, we were restricted to playing basically only in the summertime when the Sabbath comes in really late because sunset is so late in the day. And anyway, the few times that we did this, our service was pretty much well-received, at least for many of the members. I'm sure there were members who were more comfortable with the traditional service, but at the same time, 
Our service really did draw in people who otherwise wouldn't attend services. And that, of course, really pleased me. Because the main purpose of creating this group in the first place was to lift the energy in the synagogue and touch people's souls and bring more singing into the community. Anyway, the point is, we didn't really have an opportunity to play in our community and teach the members all of the new tunes as much as I had hoped, because we weren't doing this on a regular basis. And what resulted in this was that people weren't really familiar with the tunes. And the consequence of that was that people weren't really singing, which was like the total opposite of what our original goal was. But we continued, we continued practicing, I continued composing new tunes in the hopes that things would pick up. But just recently, like maybe in the last month or so, I just finally came to the realization that it's not working. That the vision that I had, it didn't really turn into the reality that I was hoping. In fact, some of the feedback that we received was that our services that we were leading, for some people, it felt more like a show than it did a service. And when I heard that, I decided, okay, it's time to call it quits. Like, I don't want to be continuing with leading services and people feeling like it's a show. That is not my purpose at all. And I told people my feelings. I told the synagogue committee and I told some friends and their responses were like really interesting. Most of them, in fact, all of them, they like pitied me. Like, oh, it's such a shame. You worked so hard. You composed all that music. You put so much time into this. Like, as if I was defeated. And it was really, really interesting to experience that because I totally wasn't stuck. I mean, I did have to process through this, but I wasn't stuck at all. Okay, maybe for like a brief moment. Okay. But I wasn't stuck. I got through it. And this is why. When I heard that people felt like our services felt like a show, okay, so I got stuck on shock and maybe stuck on upset and maybe stuck on defeat temporarily. Like, you know, all this work for nothing, right? Like, what was the point? All of those practices, all that time that I composed music, all that energy I put into this, all the meetings, for what? For nothing. But that was just a stuck story. That was just me playing the victim. That wasn't necessarily reality. And I could see that it was a stuck story, which is why I processed through it using the stuck method. So S, I took a stop and I stepped outside of my story. I just recognized that what was going on was a story in my mind and not necessarily a full picture of reality. And that's not easy, by the way. You know, this S, the stop, it's like the hardest thing to do sometimes, just to stop. In fact, you know what? I have a question for you. Do you have a difficult time stopping? Have you ever tried to stop or are you trying to bring more stops into your life? And are you finding that difficult? And If the answer is yes, I have another question for you. Would you like to be a part of a group that I'm testing for people who would like to start 
committing to taking more stops in their lives. I'm assuming at one point this group is going to get up and go running. And then at that point, I will definitely share with everyone listening and I'm going to invite you officially to this group. But for now, I'm looking for just a few people who would like to test it out with me. So if you are interested, can you email me? Shira at thestuckmethod.com and then I'll tell you more about it. Okay, so back to the story. T, I told myself I was stuck on shock and I was stuck on upset and I was stuck on defeat. And I just allowed myself to feel those feelings. And then you, I uncovered that I believed that this initiative, this musical group, it should have worked. And I believed my community should have been more proactive with helping it succeed. You know what else I believed? I believed people in my community, they could have cared less if we continued or not. (laughs) Honestly, that's how I was feeling. I believed our community is never going to be open and like progressive the way I want it. I believe people in my community didn't recognize the value of what we were doing. I believed we gave it a really good go and there's nothing else I could do. And of course, I checked in with all those beliefs, and I recognized that none of them were correct. They were just beliefs I had in my head, but none of them were correct. So C, I considered the structure that I created, which is, you know, which is that we went into the synagogue only a few times a year. It was hard because it was only a few times a year. I considered there were many people who actually loved it. I considered we could try it another way that would fit more with the model of our community. I considered that because our synagogue doesn't use musical instruments on the Sabbath, that whatever group I'm putting together, perhaps, should also be one that reflects that and is not dependent upon musical instruments because whatever we do in our group is what we'll do in the synagogue. So I could consider it makes more sense to have a group that focuses mostly on voices and singing. I could consider that whatever group I create doesn't have to bring music into the synagogue. Whatever group I create, it could be just a standalone group. I considered that failure doesn't mean defeat. And that was it. It was just like changing perspectives and it worked. It was like putting on a new pair of sunglasses We weren't defeated. I wasn't defeated. We just weren't totally aligned. And that's okay. Because the only way to really get into alignment is to try. And you may need to try several times or a dozen times or a zillion times because you never really know what's going to work best and when and how. And so you just try. But failing is part of the process. It must be. If it weren't, there would be no such thing as success because we would all succeed all of the time, right? If all of us were to put our best foot forward in whatever we do all of the time and always succeed, then what does it really mean to succeed? In other words, failure must be a part of the equation of success, for without failure, there is no success. So failure doesn't mean defeat. It just means you're on the path to success. I don't feel defeated, not at all. In fact, if anything, I feel successful in realizing now that this musical band isn't what our community mostly wants or needs. 
And I wouldn't have known that had I not tried, right? I totally thought it was a no-brainer that this initiative would succeed, but I was wrong. And that's okay, because now I have data to go on with. Musical instruments in our synagogue presents a problem, but singing doesn't, and there are many, many people in our community who love to sing. So what did I do? I created another group. It's called Holy Singing. In Hebrew, it's called Shira Mikudeshet. And we haven't met yet. I just sent out the email to see who might be interested, and I already received 20 replies. So what will this group be? Well, to start, it would be a group that would meet regularly, maybe once a week or twice a month. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. And we would sit in a circle, not on Shabbat, but during the week, and we would sing in Hebrew chants, and we would probably also sit in meditation. And my hope would be that the chanting that we do and the energy that we bring to this group would ultimately positively influence what happens in the synagogue, even though we wouldn't meet on the Sabbath. That being said, maybe the tunes we sing will be used in the synagogue, and you know what? Maybe they won't. And maybe this group was just the next thing to be created in the world, and maybe it'll just stand alone as it is. Who knows? I basically changed my approach to things. This new approach is simply the complete opposite of the musical instrument group that I had created, which was more like a top-down approach to change. But here, this new group, it's like a bottom-up approach, like a grassroots effort. And I'm so excited about it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what kind of effect it might have on the community, but I'm so excited to see what is going to unfold from it. I'm excited about the potential. I'm excited about the new faces that responded, showing interest to the group. I'm excited to meet in other people's homes. I'm excited to do something that seems to meet the needs, apparently, of many people in this community. And I think it's going to be awesome. It's not to say that it's going to be perfect. It's not to say that we have a clear vision at this point. It's not to say that we know how often we're going to meet and what we're going to sing even or who is going to lead, but it's something in the making. And I'm excited because I feel like we're on a path again. And that's probably the most important thing, not whether we fall off or not, but that we have a path to be on. So I held myself in compassion for having gotten stuck on defeat, even if for just a brief moment. I told myself, it's okay. So my dear listeners, I would like to ask you, what about you? Have you ever felt like you've gotten stuck on defeat? Maybe at work, maybe in a relationship, like you've tried something maybe over and over and over again, but it didn't meet your expectations. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't what you planned. Has that ever happened to you? And have you ever felt just defeated? Do you think you possibly could consider that just because you failed in whatever that was, it doesn't mean defeat? I know it might not be easy to look at it this way because when you feel defeated, you really, it's hard to see it another way. But that's the whole point in practicing to get unstuck is to try to see another way that actually does exist. Okay, my dear friends, next week is episode number 63 
a multiple of seven, which means I'm going to pause from sharing a story with you and instead I will share something else with you. And what I'm going to share with you is a book that I just completed reading and the transformation effect it had on me, my family, and my community. You don't want to miss this episode. And I actually have a feeling that you will be quite surprised about which book I am referring to. I really hope you will tune in. So remember, if you are interested to be one of my testers in this group that I'm creating, trying to help each other bring more stops into our lives, definitely email me when you hear this episode. Okay, my friends, have a great rest of your day. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.